welcome everyone to another episode of a Black Boy Joy podcast. As usual, you have me here, Kieran, and I'm joined by... Ainsley in London. I'm here in Newcastle. Uh, how's it going, Ains? I'm doing pretty well. Um, the sun is beating on my face, as you can probably see. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad up here, not too bad at all. Um, Thoughts have gone forward. I was a bit annoyed with my last hour on Sunday night, or Sunday daytime. But apart from that, I've been out of the evening since, and I'm just loving the fact that it's just actually still bright and everything. Yeah. Um, only downside is there's more people around, which I don't like. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's pretty good, to be fair. Pretty good. Very good song. Should we get straight into this, into this week's topic, this, um, this yep. episode's topic? Absolutely. This um, evergreen topic on the cornerstones of gay culture. Um, Tops and bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, actually, um, I assume the vast majority of people that listen to this podcast will know what a top is, what a bottom is, what a verse is. And for us to go through the definitions um, while we're here. We might as think? well. Yeah, we might as well. <laughs> I would hope that anyone listening to, listening to the podcast would know what it was already. Yes, this is my old bit. In, in like in the sticks, so I just happens to click on it or something yeah. like that. Um, so, do you want to lead the way, Ainsley? <laughs> okay. Well, what, fucking gay sex one hundred and one. So, in the act of, um, I, 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 it's not gay sex. To be fair, it's like gay, like gay male sex, like when gay men have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they differentiate it is that. Um, the, the piece the each participant is usually assigned like an act in in it one is the top stop laughing you're making me laugh I'm like you're explaining a board game each participant like... <laughs> I'm trying to make it as scientific as possible but like the non the non-scientific version is basically the top of the person who fucks and the bottom of the person who gets fucked fucker and I was trying to yeah I was trying to do like, oh, like the top is the person who is the assertive partner and the bottom is the person who's the receptive partner. That is how to explain it if you're doing like a sex education class. That's a good description. And then um, the third category is verse, which is if you, you know, are, well, you top and you bottom as well. Yeah. But then um, in that, there's like, there's like verse tops and verse bottoms, which mm. is like, you can do either one, but like which one do you tend to do most? If you're more inclined to top, a verse top is more inclined to top, but can do both. A yeah, verse bottom is more inclined to bottom, but can do both. Yeah, um, and then I've heard about uh sides, I don't, mm-hmm. which I've only ever seen on internet forums, I've never actually heard anything on sex in real life for people that don't engage in anal sex mm-hmm. um, as well. So it's interesting because I think on this podcast in general, it's, it's pretty uh. I wouldn't say family friendly, but you know we don't really talk about like sex that much. Do we've we never, yeah, we've never really like gone into gone into sex before. Mm-hmm. We did do the episode with Ebon, which was like about like him being a sex worker, but we yeah. still didn't really get into like the act of sex, nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> but where should we start? Um, that's a good question. Well, maybe, yeah, should I ask you, Kieran, like, 
is there a particular one that you identify with the, um, the positions? I, so I would say on verse, however, I rarely do anal, to be fair. So mm-hmm. I don't like using those labels. Yeah. Um, before, like anyone says anything, I don't like, I don't want to get into the whole oh, special snowflakes kind of thing, but it, it just annoys me when someone asks me that like off the bat, which is usually, which is a common thing on dating apps. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say on verse, but and at the same time, I don't really do anal, so it's not really relevant when someone asks me that question. Thinking, oh, like, you know, right. But like, yeah. <laughs> How about so you? If, if you don't do anal, then mm-hmm. would you identify with the side category? I'm kind of in between because it's not a case of like I don't I want to do point blank range. It's more of a case of I'm very selective slash. It's not really high up on my list of priorities. Mm-hmm. So I guess part side, but then technically verse. The last time I bottomed was in 2016 so literally five years ago last time i topped would have been about 18 months ago i think yeah yeah so it's a, it's a while back then yeah but i think okay. like, that's not about sex which i don't really go for anal in general like yeah which is which i'm told that there's lots of people like that but then in my experience i'm thinking well where the hell are they because most people if you tell them that like they look confused yeah or, they think you're a bottom in denial or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, nah, this is just how it is. Like, and I also get annoyed at how these like positions, these roles, these titles are so prominent in gay culture. It's not like a, mm. a weird thing or a kind of quiet thing that you that's spoken about on the side. It's uh, it's very central. Like people make jokes about them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you then? Um, I guess I would identify as a top. I have actually never bottomed before, which I doesn't make me like you know some people like some people like they take pride in that like they're fucking like total top or that bullshit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that person. I'm I'm not the person that's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a top because. So put it crudely, I enjoy, yeah, I enjoy fucking, I enjoy, I enjoy penetrating, I enjoy penetrating. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, no, yeah, there's, no, there's no, like, polite way to put it. I enjoy, I enjoy doing, I enjoy doing it. it yeah, it, it, it's what gets me off, it's what it's I what enjoy. You, well, there yeah. we are. That's what you like. Have you ever been, like, curious to go to the other side? I definitely have been curious to bottom before. I remember there was a guy that I was, like, seeing, like, um about a year and a half ago and I, and I said to him that I might be, that I was interested in like trying bottoming for the first time mm-hmm. but it just never happened and so I've had in my in my life I've had like an ex-boyfriend and we had like I guess you'd say like an unsuccessful attempt at bottoming sorry it's the way you frame Oh, oh, actually, we don't need like. Well, you can go into details if you want. I'm not going to pry though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to detail. There's nothing. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so it was unsuccessful because essentially I was just a bit too tight. Okay, yeah, and obviously you have to take time in it. Yeah, yeah, and in our relationship, I I had exclusively topped and he had exclusively bottomed. Mm. So the other way round, I don't think, and it wasn't as if it was like, oh, let's plan it in advance. It was, yeah. a, it was a tough situation where it's like, oh, like, oh, like let's try, like let's try this. Yeah, you need you need to you definitely need to plan. But that's something you need to yeah you need to like really like put some planning into. 
And so when like he was trying, he was like crying and it just wasn't really working. <laughs> so um we reverted to like the standard, like the standard of what we did. Yeah. He's like you briefly will both use like briefly stepped out your comfort zones and you're like, nah, this ain't working. Like Yeah, and then yeah, stepped heavily back in. But that's not to say, so like I would like I would bottom again at some point in the future. To be honest with you, yeah. I don't like, I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind telling people I'm a top, but I don't like taking pride in, like, that I'm a top and that I enjoy, that I enjoy being a top. Really? What, because of the whole stigma of bottom shaming and stuff? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. You know what, say that though, because if I was, like, a top, like a total top, I would tell everyone, like, <laughs> <laughs> But you know me, though, you know me and my internalized homophobia is probably higher than the average person, but... Um, I in general I hate that we just use these labels all the time well like obviously they're useful when people are talking about what they do in the bedroom obviously but when yeah. you're on like dating apps and, and it's I understand people want it they want others to know what their position is to, to sort of save time and for compatibility reasons mm-hmm. but it's the fact the label's kind of there's more there's more to it than simply what you do in the bedroom now yeah like, yeah Connotation behind each one, especially for bottoms as well. Like you see, bottoms mm-hmm. are like the more feminine ones, um, the ones that are well, gay, gay, gay. Um, yeah. Probably more passive, like you know, in more ways than one. Um, yeah. Then get shit done. Um, probably more aligned with like how straight men typically are. Yeah. Um, and that's why, I well, I hate, I hate the well, that's, I hate the actual like you know, I don't enjoy anal sex in general. Um, yeah. And then I don't, I don't know the labels that go along with it that everyone seems to be forced to use, whether you want to or not. Yeah. Can I ask you, like, what it is that brought you to the position of, like, not really being too, too fussed about anal sex? I think it's because I enjoy other things so much. Um, and as well, like, so when it, like, specifically when it comes to bottoming, like, the idea of it turns me on. But then when I actually come to do it, when I come to it in the past, I've only enjoyed it with like one person. Now one slash two, I'll say. I'd say. Um, but at the same time, I don't like the vulnerability of it. Yeah. And I have to really, really like someone to let them do it to me. When I was much younger and, you know, a bit of a tart, there were times when I'd like go a night out and like here and there, I'd like bottom for someone like, I went right out and I just I felt just like a cheap, just like cheap and nasty and a stag. Um, yeah. I, I, things, I don't think that's particularly in terms homophobia because it happens with women as well, doesn't it? I think it's just you're letting someone empty. You're, you're making yourself vulnerable mm-hmm. and letting someone inside you, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't take very long for me to be like, oh, no, this really isn't for me. Like, It's <laughs> 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 someone that I care about and trust and stuff. Um, yeah. And then... I guess topping is similar. I mean, I find anal super intimate in general, and it, I won't say it blows my mind, but it's pretty. It's just not a big deal in in the gay world, is it? It's like you just you know you do it with someone you just met, and for me, it's I don't know. Like I, I think I thought I was there was something wrong with me for a while without sounding mm-hmm. corny, but then I realized actually nah, like that was just my particular boundaries. It's like super intimate, which isn't to say other things aren't that you can do in the bedroom, but for me, it's just more of like a, I'm just, I can take or leave it really, definitely. Yeah. Would you say, so, because with the act of bottoming, there mm. is, like, the act of making yourself vulnerable for another guy, 
and then mm. there's actual like bottoming itself which is like that's all like getting the logistics of it and yeah stuff. yeah so because i think the, the vulnerability side of it isn't mm. that like i guess that to do with like a level of trust to a person that you're having sex with mm. and things of that nature and like whether you think that you can you can be safe with them or safe around them and yeah. things like that and also yeah. sorry letting your guard down as well because obviously you know everyone knows your g-spot's back there mm-hmm. um, like state and stuff and obviously there's lots of nerve endings and stuff and so typically during sex, the bottom makes more noise. Um, yeah. Have I ever made a bare noise before when I'm bottoming? I think once. And I just, I didn't like that. Just losing control. <laughs> 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 What's going on? Like, there's one time I think, like, <laughs> the one time I finished, like, you know, obviously orgasm during it. And I was like, oh, what the hell was that? Like, what was, like, the noise coming out of my mouth? I was like, oh, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> And that's part of the vulnerability aspect of it. I'm thinking, oh no, no, I can't be doing that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Which, um, that's what you're. That's what you're aiming. That's what I'm aiming for. Mm. When I'm having sex, like you want, you want to make, you want to make them moan. Yeah. You want them to get to that point because that's where like the pleasure comes in. Yeah, and I think it's. I think it's coming back to the whole whether you're comfortable with the top because if it'd be something I really cared about and stuff, then. That'll be fine as part of the enjoyment, but if it's just like a quick fling, I'm thinking, oh no, like what? I can't be doing this with someone I've just met. Like, um, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. But then, obviously, m- other people are more liberated than that. It's okay; they just see it as sex, or they're, they're getting something they want out. But for me, I, there has to be that kind of connection as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why it's been five years since I bottomed, and I'm, I'm literally the last person to um, who talked to me was a bit of an idiot as well, which kind of put me off as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Like I said, the idea of it turns me on, but then when I've actually tried it, mm-hmm. always been like, it's just not quite what I'm living up to. I'm, not, I'm open to it in the future, definitely. I'm open to doing topping and bottoming in the future. But Yeah. So, like, so there's that bit of it, but I, I, I kind of, I've always wanted to know something. Like, do you actually enjoy the act of it? So, is that actually pleasurable for you? Um, let me think. Let me think, let me think, let me think. Yeah, like I'm thinking of one or two people in particular. I've, I've like the, like the sensation of it or the whole package. Mm-hmm. The sensations or like actually the feeling of it happening. Yeah, it, it is enjoyable, definitely. Um, yeah, I think people tell you it's really enjoyable. But I'm talking about from a physical point of view. If it's everything's comfortable and like you know you're adequately relaxed, then yeah, it's very good. But I can't detach that from the person that's doing it. Of course um, not. Yeah, that that's that's completely fair. Which is, which, but I think it's enjoyable, and I've obviously I've, you know played in myself before, like sex toys and stuff. So it's definitely, yeah. you know, I, I get the appeal of it. But even that, like when it's just being me by myself, there's still that. It's not a natural sensation, because um, mm-hmm. you kind of what we literally opening yourself up, mm-hmm. and there'll be some debate because obviously we know it's sensitive and the G spots down there. But it's a case of it's not actually a sex organ, really, is it? Like on the surface of it. So oh, that kind right. of aspect of it and um, thinking, well, this sh- there shouldn't be anything going in there. Um, yeah. I guess that's probably what turns a lot of people on, um, partly probably what turns a lot of people on. Um, but yeah, that's I, I can't, well, never say never, but I, I struggle to see a day when I'm, I'd be like, you know, a hard score, 100% bottom. Like, oh, I love love doing that. And I think it's, I've always gonna have, like, I think I'm always going to have like a weird relationship with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I I don't think that I don't think that should be the aim though. I don't think it should be the aim for you to be like fucking 
but like 100% power bottom. <laughs> I love that phrase. <laughs> I don't think it is. Like, I don't think anything that you said necessarily, I mean, apart from the whole idea of like of doing anal, because I guess like in the beginning, maybe <laughs> I can identify with maybe thinking like, oh, maybe it's a bit unnatural or whatever, or it's not something we should be doing. Mm-hmm. But for me, I guess, like, all of those concerns go out of the window when it comes down to it, because I... <laughs> <laughs> but that's a top that makes sense, though, I guess. Yeah, because, like I said, because I enjoy it, because I enjoy it. Yes, because I enjoy it so much. But, like, um, what, and what you said as well about, like, the vulnerability aspect of it... Mm. Is, um, I, I completely get that. I think that is probably the biggest reason why I don't bottom, to be honest with you. Mm. Like, even, with, even when it's with like, people like I've known or people I know and know well, there still is that thing where like you're mm. on your hands and knees for a, gut, for a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you think there's a little voice in your head saying, oh, do you feel proud of yourself right now? Kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know. Sorry, carry on. I was gonna say I can't. I, 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 I just can't get over. I can't get over it. Yeah. Mm. And like, yeah, it just it makes it like just talk about it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. No, well, definitely. And I, I, like I said, I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna be made to feel weird about it. I, like, I did in the past. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't really particularly because I don't really want to talk before. Like it's all right. Like, and I, I'm not really into it. Into it like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, because that's what everyone goes on about, and you know me, I've used grinder for, what, best part of 10 years? I think we've said it in a previous episode. And it's what everyone talks about, and because it's, it's what everyone seems to be looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been funny when, the, when they've been guys asking me, oh, but they've been very direct, and I've been like, oh, I'm not into any. And like, it immediately blocks you. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think that there is, like, you are correct that when it comes to sex, I think there is just, like, an expectation for you to be one or the other. Like on Grinder, for instance, I don't even think that like there is like you can either not like you can either not say so like not declare which one you are. Yeah. But then you have to choose and you have to choose between like top verse top verse verse bottom or bottom. There's no like there's not there's no option for anything else. And it's it's interesting as well because let's go through those labels right in, in the context of Grinder. Yeah. Because you get guys at a bottom, obviously clear is crystal clear. Now, I'm going to sort of base this on what I think I'm ahead and what I think other people think. So it's, it's completely unscientific. When I see verse bottom, I think that's someone who's a bottom and doesn't want to call themselves a full bottom. So they just put verse bottom instead. No, right, okay. If I, if I see verse, um, I assume it's someone who bottoms but tops occasionally. If I see a verse top, I assume it's someone who bottoms but tops occasionally. And if I see a top, then I think it's a top. I think with, with like, with tops in general, there's this kind of sense of like purity um, that we were talking about before. Like, you know, it has to be 100% you're a top and they're the ones that everyone like got those for. And I think we've discussed in the past, I think that we, we had like, not a disagreement, but we were trying to work out whether it's true that there are way more bottoms than tops in the gay world. Yeah. I think, think that's a myth. I think, that, I think that's a complete myth. I don't think there are more, there are more bottoms than tops. I mean, I'm coming at this, like, when I was on Grindr regularly, I, yeah. I, from what I could see, like, just, like, top after top after top and trying to eliminate, basically. Where the hell, where the hell are you? Where were you? Southwest London again, or? Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know, you know, I think, nah, like, I'd, I'd see Versus more, but once he just put top in the profile, like, I'm not saying they're not like a unicorn, but I'd just see many more bottoms. And also, like, I assume, again, like a big assumption, but I assume if you don't put what it is on your top profile, you're definitely not a top. Because tops, as you say, they're a top, surely. They don't hide that. I, I, I don't say, I don't say if I'm a top or not, I'm on my grinder. Oh, well, I, I didn't say all the top or not when I was on grinder. Yeah, but you were open. You've not bottomed, but you kind of opened to the idea, though, weren't you? I or... mean, there was no way I would have bottomed anyone from Grindr. Like, no way on this earth. On the, um, when I said, yeah. <laughs> when I said that I was open to bottoming, that would be that would be like with someone in like a uh, like a relationship with. Like, I have to care about you a lot to do it. Yeah. If you get any hands and knees like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanna, yeah, like. I don't want to. I don't want to frame it like that because that makes it sound like it's demeaning when it isn't. But yeah. like, I think there is still a little bit of that in my mind when like it comes to me. Even though I like, I feel like I have. I mean, fourth on the bottoms, I'm a top. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, I have respect for what they do, man. They go through a lot just just so we can have sex, which yeah. I appreciate. I just like. I just don't think it's for me, to be honest with you. Yeah. Fine. And it's like, well, as I've said before, there's, there's no shortage of um of bums. So mm-hmm. in like one you know, thing, yeah, one thing position, isn't it? One thing that I wanted to challenge you on is like your classifications of all the all the categories. Okay, so yeah. Like, <laughs> like bottom, verse, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Why do you think about it? Why do you think about it in those terms? Like if you're a ver- if you're a verse top, you're like basically like what it sounds like to me is that you're saying it's like you're basically a bottom but on the DL. So, oh, the rare time that you top, <laughs> that's what you're putting on there. But really, you're a bottom. That was partly influenced by like there's, there's quite a few memes that go on about verse tops. Um, yeah, really, either verse or a bottom kind of thing. But I think yeah. I think the, the the running joke is like, oh, you'll meet with someone that says that they're verse and then they're only bottom. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen no jokes to be fair. And I guess it's it is kind of I don't know it's it's not a great way of thinking and I'm feeding into it, but I've seen I've seen a couple of grinder profiles one in particular actually that really stood out to me they said oh um, basically to tell them immediately whether you're a top or a bottom and they said oh there's no such thing as being verse um, which I thought well, that's a bit that, that's a ridiculous standpoint definitely I think maybe he's trying to get at that deep down you'll always prefer one over the other but at the same mm-hmm. time it's not as straightforward as that like you know you might want yeah. to have one the other, but like you don't. If your verse doesn't mean doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna flip flop in one session. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, like it might like someone who is verse, they might prefer one. They might much prefer one to the other. But I think yeah. if you say that you're verse, it means that no one could just make an assumption that you're just gonna do this for them or that for them. Mm. Like you can have like you can negotiate with the person on what it is that you want for them at that, at that time. Yeah, which is fair. I think it's a way to do it. Yeah. How do you feel about like the wider kind of like implications of those labels? Um, I think, in a word, they are stupid. I think they're dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is like this is like what gay men looking like binding themselves up to their fucking heteronormative standards. Right. Yeah. So the the top does it. Well, I don't know. Well, it, it depends how far it goes, but the. The top is supposed to be more masculine, um, which isn't right. Again, 
you know what? We need to get some like, proper research done because I've got so many like ideas and impressions, but they're all based on like anecdotal experience, like none on like any surveys anyone's done. Um, but I've seen people saying more and more that like, these days, like the tops tend to be more feminine, the bottoms more masculine. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, again, I, I, I was thinking of specific examples in my head, but there's no way for me to, defin- to definitively say whether it's one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but it's but yeah, we're trying to get an idea that get away from the idea that that being a top is associated with being like you know a manly man yeah being associated with being a, a feminist yeah i think i think it's stupid or like um excuse me if you're like a top you're supposed to be like more dominant supposed to be like fucking like dominating people in bed and if you're bottom you're supposed to be just like submissive yeah now there are people who fit into each of those categories mm. fine there are other people like they're bottom they'd like to get fucked they don't necessarily like to be Submissive. They don't like to be. Yeah, they don't like to be like um, um, controlled by someone in bed. And like, what I find like for me, like the whole top bottom versing is strictly for the bedroom. So strictly like in bed. Yeah. These are the things that we do. These are this is what I take. Not for a second do I think like does that that dynamic come go outside of the bedroom. Not because like I'm a top or someone else at the bottom, do I think that like I need to be like the quote unquote man of the relationship and yeah. be like deciding things for the both of us or doing things like that? I think that it's just or demand the demand the other person to make you a sandwich or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just I genuinely think that's ridiculous. When you're talking about um, what people perceive to be traditional roles, that's another thing that put me off bottoming because mm-hmm. there were some dudes like I'd hook up with them <clears throat> and we'd establish that I was in the bottom. But then they start treating you like, you know, that you're some kind of servant ragdoll kind of thing. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm quite masculine like, and no one's going to treat me like in a certain way. Like, um, I don't know what, I don't know whether you've watched too much porn or something. Yeah. Expecting um, me to be like, you know, just super submissive and like, they're just not my side of sex at all. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, you know, the tops that don't reciprocate or anything. The ones that don't suck dick or eat ass or anything like that. I'm let thinking, me, yeah. Let me just, let me just like, <laughs> right there, Kim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyone yeah to anyone who might be listening to the podcast who either wants to bottom or is thinking about it and you come across a top who doesn't suck dick or eat ass then fold them away get rid of them find a new top there are different ones there are new ones out there expeditiously (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry it's 2021 the world is too big for you to be dealing with that bullshit that stupidness son I've got no time for that whatsoever. It's interesting because, you know, I told you about my five-year... Well, I wouldn't even go to the hiatus because I just don't really bottom at all, like, well, since mm-hmm. 2016. But the one dude that I was talking to quite a while during lockdown, he really wanted to meet up. And he was like, he said, there's a strict top, blah, 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 blah. And I said to him, like, you know, like, we were just getting to know each other virtually or whatever. And I said, I haven't bottomed in years. I was like, I'm open to it, but, like, I'm just not going to jump into bed with anyone to, to be doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, he... When I was trying to probe, like, what, you know, the, the typical question that comes up in a grinder conversation of what you're into. Yeah. Um, so he asked me what I was into, and I gave him a detailed list, you know, a detailed yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about him? And he said, um, he said, I'm a top. I said, okay, yeah, but what are you into? He goes, oh, that's it, really. And from that point, I was like, well... Really him, yeah, that's, 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 it, that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> but I think, no, he seemed like he was Spanish or whatever, and I said to him, oh, you know, I want to pick up Spanish, maybe you can give me a hand with that, but I'm thinking, like, if you... If you say I'm a top, I then probe you further, 
and you don't give any more information, I already know what that, this account is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be going back to what it was five years ago where I would, you know, give up the goods, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But like a chump afterwards. Yeah. Because um, I'm not being funny, but like, you know, I've got a killer ass on me. So when it comes to, like, <laughs> it's true. So when it comes up, when I have bottomed in the past, I'm thinking it, it needs to be someone that's like, you know, worth it, essentially. Because they get much more out of the exchange than I am. So, yeah. yeah, and that's another reason I'm just thinking there's too much at risk. Like, for me, it's, it's a case of you need to be, well, I would need to be in, like, a, a loving, stable relationship, mutual respect, mm-hmm. know each other, like, on, on, on a good level before doing any of that, any of, any of those things. Nah. You know, you can establish all that without being in a relationship with someone. You can, but I... For me, it would feel like it would feel incomplete. Yeah. Uh, I think, that, like, I've never... I'm trying to think, I'm, I don't really do, like, fuck buddies as, like, as such. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, if I'm seeing someone on a regular basis, mm-hmm. there's going to be more to it, surely. I've had, like, fuck buddies I've met, like, very, very occasionally, but not on a regular basis, because I'm thinking, well, but I, I can't do that. Like, it's not for everyone, the whole friend with bene- friends with benefits situation isn't. Because mm-hmm. um, I'd start to catch feelings if I liked them. Because that's, uh, for me, in my head, sex is a big deal. And I know in our generation, it's become less of a big deal, but for me, I, I still have the old-fashioned thing. I'm like, you know, it's it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all like, we all have a, a slutty moment, and I'm I'm probably I'm I'm comparatively comparatively angelic compared to a lot of other people, but still, um, I try and treat sex with a degree of respect, which I think a lot of people don't. Um, and yeah, I'm a prude, and I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so do you think, mm-hmm. I would like, I think with the way you've described it, you've kind of put yourself kind of in between being verse and being, I guess, we're calling it aside. I hate that term. Like I said, I've only heard people on, on, online, I've heard them all say in real life. But yeah, carry on, sorry. <laughs> I don't like the term either, to be honest with you. I don't like the term because it kind of like, it makes it seem that it's like and other, you know what I mean? Yeah, or like you're a special case in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the do, you side. Think, <laughs> do you think it would change? Like, let's say tomorrow, Grinder like did a feature where they they added side onto it as a mm. like identifying feature. Do you think that would change anything? I think so. It would be. Um, it would definitely change. My Grinder is such a big deal. Like my relationship with the gay community is via Grinder. Before so I started using Grinder in twenty twelve. Before that. There's one chat room online I used to go on, and it'd be that, or it'd be going to an actual club. Um, mm. And grind like, grind is like it's a massive, it's a massive part of the gay community, isn't it? Mad that an app is so integral to a community. You can't say the same with Tinder or Bumble or anything like that because straight people meet. You can meet a straight person when you're going shopping, like like as in like a, a mm-hmm. potential mm-hmm. romantic interest. Mm-hmm. Whereas with with gays, it's going to be if it's not on a gay bar, it's going to be on an app these days. Yeah, uh, so I think if Grinder gave it as an option mm-hmm. to say side under what position you are, yeah, that would be a huge impact. I'm, I'm actually surprised I haven't done it yet. I should imagine someone suggested it already. Yeah, just next. I think it's. I think it make a big a, a big difference because what I noticed as well is that when a lot of when there's a lot of criticism coming from people who are homophobic, it centers around anal sex all the time. Yes, it does. 
traditional defences, oh, you know, why are you always talking about anal sex? That doesn't define us. But at the same time, the way we talk about ourselves all the time, top versus bottom, it's about anal sex. And I'm thinking, why is that so prevalent? Why is that always in every, well, in every other conversation? When we get that's annoyed. That's a good point. Oh, yeah, I think that's the, a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it shouldn't, like, you know, we know every, well, pretty much every relationship, or well, unless it's asexual, every relationship has an element of sex to it. Yeah. But with straight people, they don't need to, well, maybe it's a, it's a shitty comparison to make, but they don't need to go on about physicians and bedroom for obvious reasons, but we shouldn't either, I don't think. Um, but, well, I think a good comparison to make is that, like, when it comes to straight couples, nobody would dare ask them, like, fucking, what position are you trying in the bed tonight? Or when it's yeah. sleeping like that. But, like, um, straight people, conversely, who, with gay people, they don't even know well, are asking mm. you, like, are you top or bottom? It's so intimate, isn't it? Yeah. The matter yeah. of people, a straight person, when it comes to other gay people, it's, it's like, it's super intimate. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not, it's no one's business but your own, but then it, the culture is that, oh, get over yourself, and it's, 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 people see it as a bit of fun. I think that kind yeah. of trivializes, like, the sex aspect itself. I'm thinking, nah, sex is still a big deal to me. I don't want to be sleeping with anybody, and I don't care if that's unfashionable in this day and age, especially with gays and all the hookup apps and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not changing because of, like, mm-hmm. some kind of perceived pressure to, you know, loosen up mm-hmm. and, like, you know, pardon the pun, to loosen up yeah. and, like, you know, be so uptight about stuff. Yeah, the, uh, the pressure is, like, totally perceived as well. And I really hate people who, like, who perpetuate it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I kind of, I, I think it's kind of like a bit of a reduction of our sexuality to be just to be sex, you know what I mean? Yeah, and anal sex as well. It's always Yeah, about... anal sex, yeah. I, I, all I, I do agree I, with that. Sucking dick, it's like one of the two. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's, there's more to the gay identity than that. I agree, I completely agree with that. Actually, when I came out, um, that is one thing, yeah, that's one thing... So uh, when I told my mom, mm-hmm. he was like, um, what you do in the bedroom is like, it's up to you, it's your own thing. And that's when I was like, when I thought, I didn't say it to her at the time, but that's when I was like, I feel like this is a bit reductive. Because mm. like, my identity as a queer man, as a gay man, isn't just like what I do, what I do like between, with another person in the bedroom. And straight people get the luxury of like of seeing the world throughout their straight lens of making art, making music, mm. making books, like doing everything that is a reflection of their straightness. Yeah, with us, it's like when it like, when it's looked at in those terms, it's always just reduced to who are you fucking and it's how like you fucking them. That and it's like how do we break that? Because yeah. I think do it a little bit, but then the wider world does it much more. Mm. Um, and it's, it's a case of, if I tell someone I'm gay, like, why should that be one of the first things they're curious about is uh, what do you do in the bedroom? I, I, the angels, it pisses me off so much. I can't, I cannot tell you how much it annoys me. Yeah. I think that's valid. Like, honestly, yeah, I really think that's valid. To be honest with you, if someone asked me, I wouldn't tell them. Like, I feel uncomfortable. Like I said, I don't, um, in the context of, like, gay sex, me being a top is not the first thing I want people to know about me. Yeah. And it's not something that I, like, I wish to like fucking like shout from the rooftops. It's just for me, it's just something because it's what I enjoy, it's what I'm comfortable with. And the people that I have sex with are like, they enjoy it when I do it. So um, I told you, Keith, that like I um, went back into Grinder again. Yeah. 
and I um, I put on my the Bat Boy Joy uh, podcast uh, profile in order to kind of try and like start a conversation with with other gay men kind of about sex and about like popping and bottoming and things of that nature. What were your findings? Well, you never alert, it didn't go very well. <laughs> um, when yeah. it was so, when it was, I just had the logo, so there's no, there's no face, uh, there's no face picture. It's a Black Boy Joy logo. Yeah, Black Boy Joy logo, and then I wrote, a, I wrote a little spiel about like what it was that I wanted to hear from from men with. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, there was someone. So when people, um, when people read it, they took it to mean like, oh, just send me your most like salacious, explicit sex story, uh-huh. and. The ones that I saw were not even really that that salacious to me. There was one guy, he sent three at once, and they were all about uh, a guy. He's like basically cheated on his boyfriend with someone in the someone in the same building as him. Yeah. There was one about like um got like on Christmas Eve, um going to have sex with some bisexual guy. There was another one that was like quite disturbing. <laughs> That's like he so he said that he had a crush on the friend of the best friend of his on of his ex or his no his best friend's ex that was it. And that he wanted to get an Airbnb in the area that he lived in so he can try and cult him into having sex with him. Oh dear, oh dear. I just oh, just trashy man. Did you yeah. get anything that Anything that was um, positive or, you know, not seedy? Not particularly, no. Yeah, there was a guy that I was talking to who, um, like, used to cruise. Like, well, as he said, he used to. I think he still does cruise quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it's in, uh, so I'm in Streatham. It's Tooting Common. It's his main, I guess, main hunting ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was telling me a story. I don't know why. This was the thing that he told to tell me. But he was saying that, like, um, every year around this time, he'd take it upon himself to put on, like, PPE, like, protective uh, clothing to, like, mm. clean up the cruising areas after it after it'd been used. Oh, that's nice. I guess that's nice for him. When this is a cruising area, there's a particular spot then that... that yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Everybody needs Getting to go up to the like, same place, don't they? Like used condoms and stuff, right? Yeah, used condoms, yeah, condoms used, not used, all sorts, like everything you associate with sex would be there. Hmm? Everything you associate with sex would be there. Yeah, I, again, like I understand the appeal, but that, that I don't think it'll ever be my thing. Really? Yeah, let's be in the park, in public, behind the bush, somewhere you just met. Um, do the deed, do not speak. And they go our separate after I just I don't get it. Like it's it's weird because I, I don't want to start sounding like a homophobe, but then those aspects of gay culture I can't defend. Um I'm not saying only gay people do them either, but meeting up with a random person to have sex in public is always been weird to me. And again, I don't care who wants to call me a prude, I don't give a fuck. Like that's how I feel. Um <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean I try not to be I try not to be a judgmental I try not to be a judgmental person. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's cute. So I don't have anything against guys who do it themselves. Like that's completely fine. Do do what you do do. Like I said, I don't think it for me. Yeah. 
So, do you have anything else to say on this topic, or do you want to talk about Little Nas X? Or okay, well, yeah. So, um, you are right, Key. This would be a good time to move on to the man of the moment. Uh, <laughs> I should say, black gay of the moment. Little Nas X. Yeah. So. He's released a new single. Uh, what is it, Montero, calling by your name? Yeah, yeah. I think is the name Montero, then like in brackets, it's like call me by your name. I believe so. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. I've only watched the video once, actually, just when it yeah. came out. I saw people going on about it on Twitter, so I thought, oh, let me see what the um, what the hype is about and the fuss is about it. Yeah. Also, was um, bare Satan imagery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because you know what I'm like. I traditionally was quite right wing. I've moved more to the left. However, there are aspects of, and it's it's not it's not just the left, obviously, but you know, there's a, a, a particular liberal way of thinking. Yeah. That sometimes I clash with aspects of thinking now. Now you just be ridiculous kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I saw that a lot in the people that were defending his video and making criticisms of people who had something bad to say about his video. Yeah. All right. So maybe we should we should describe what how, like what the song is and like that, yeah we should describe what the song is and like what happened in the video first for anyone who hasn't seen it. Okay. Cool. So it's one of those stories that I think is supposed to be like an allegory. So the song starts. I think it's like uh, Little Nas X. He's like shirtless, got a guitar. He's like um, sitting underneath a tree. Mm-hmm. Then a serpent comes. And starts kissing him, whatever. And yeah. um, then in the video, he like is taken, like taken. It looks like to be judged. And it's after that scene where things really turn left. It's so where. Sorry, so yeah, so like once when I guess once the judgment has happened, like a pole comes up, like sort of like springs up out of nowhere. It's like an animated video. <laughs> And suddenly, like, little Nas X, like, he looked, like, in, like, colours or looking angelic. All of a sudden, he's got, like, these long cornrows, long red cornrows, thigh-high boots, uh, naked apart from underwear. He's there pole dancing, like, like, like pole dancing down to hell. Mm. When he reaches hell, there, there's, like, Satan or, like, the imagery of Satan. He's yeah. there sitting on his, on his throne. And little large X starts doing like a lap dance for him. <laughs> um, yeah, he lost me at that point. Up until the up until the sliding pole, I thought, oh, it's interesting. I thought the opening scene, I thought it was overly sexual. But they kept, then, I, then I thought actually, if it was a straight couple, I wouldn't really. I'd still think it was sexual, but I don't think many people were making a noise, were making a fuss over it. Mm. Um, but it's just been interesting because the backlash has been that. He's like dancing with Satan, doing a lap dance with Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the common argument is that, you know, a lot of his fans are small kids. It looks like devil worship. I don't know if that was hyperbole or some hyperbole, but I didn't get it. And I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm, always, I'm always aware if there's some new, new music video or some new piece of art that comes out, having like an instant reaction to it. You know, sometimes yeah. that's what the artist is intending. They're trying to shock. And then they expect people to miss the point and then to calm down and actually see what they're really talking about. Yeah. Um, I thought, regardless of what message you want to get across, like, we just, well, especially black people, we just don't fuck with Satan Ainsley. Um, <laughs> yeah. so regardless of what kind of nuance he's trying to get across, 
I think he he's from that world. He knows what he was doing. Yeah. Um, it seems to be attention seeking for the sake of attention seeking. Yeah. Yeah. I'll also add to that, I mean, like the kind of the visual artistry aside, like from a rapping and singing point of view, I don't think he's particularly interesting at all. Um, yeah. So, but like a crutch to, you know, make his art spread a bit further. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wasn't impressed. I know I wasn't impressed by the people trying to defend it and try and make it sound like everyone who's freaking out about it is just uncomfortable with their sexuality or needs to be dragged kicking screaming to the 21st century. Um, I, I really wasn't here for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the, the like the video, the music video with like him, because in the video, in the music video, he like gives Satan a lap dance and then like mm. kills Satan and takes his like his horns and puts it on himself. Yeah. And I think like he's trying to show that the, like the whole music video is trying to like it's it's a, it, like I said an allegory, so he's trying to like use that video to try and like make a statement, try to say something, mm-hmm. and so. I guess from what I got from it, the most artistic interpretation you can take from it is that like when it comes to like queer people, LGBT people and religion on the church, it's like if you are a gay person, you feel like you're condemned to hell anyway. Mm. Then you when once you're there, you might as well just do the acts that you've been condemned for anyway. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I think that was what he was trying to get across. Or what it, what it's what it said to me anyway with the video. I mean, I'll be honest because I only watched it once. I didn't really think much of it, but then he explained that in a few tweets, didn't he? And I thought, okay, mm-hmm. I, I understand the perspective. Yeah. I just like, well, it's just I just think it's distasteful. It's not it's not the sexual aspect that's distasteful. It's the devil aspect that's distasteful. Yeah. Um, I'm swing it any way, any which way you want. If you've got someone in the entertainment industry who has found commercial success, I think his. I'm pretty sure Old Town Road has a record for like the longest weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. And when people get to a certain echelon of fame or like success, there's always these theories about like, you know, devil worship, Satanism, like fucking paedophilia in some, in some aspects. And I don't know whether he's just trying to play into that because it's, he thinks it's fun or it's okay, but it's, it's a bit too close to the bone. And that's all like you can put all the artistry in it he wants to on big and the fact is you're depicting Satan and whether people want to say oh he conquered him he's showing that Satan's bad and thinking well you lap dancing on someone isn't showing they're bad it's showing that they're attractive and you want to have sex with them and it just for me it, it misses a mark it doesn't it doesn't get me thinking it just I just think well what the fuck are you doing kind of thing but, yeah I I don't necessarily well so I don't necessarily see as in that way, as in like the lap dancing means that like you wanna you are seduced by some people, you wanna have sex with them or whatever. I think that this person is seducing the devil. However, I should say that like obviously like I'm uh, I'm a black man as well. I've spent a lot of time in the num like in the church with, with the Christian faith that I can't get myself away from. So with that being said, watching the video did make me uncomfortable. Because, yeah, I mean, like, as many issues I have with, like, with Christianity and with Christian faith, there are still these things that, like, that make me, like, that make me just really uncomfortable, and that was one of them. 
And I think it's I think it's pertinent to say that Little Nas X isn't the first person to like involve images like this in their music or in the um or in the stuff that they're doing. It's like there are lots of people. And in fact, um there's another black queer artist, Serpent with Feet, who has done stuff like that before, not in such a crude way. Yeah. But, but like he's like kind of like um, used a bit of like religious or occult imagery in in the work in his work before. That's a serpent with feet. Yeah. Who released? I actually think like a beautiful, a really beautiful, heartfelt album. The same weekend that um, that little, little Nas X did his, and so like I feel like I don't know how I feel that like this one thing that's shoved in people's faces is being talked about more than this like real, real sincere piece of work about like. The black queer experience that isn't just here to shock people. Yeah. But in terms, yeah, but, um, going back to, so I think the song itself, uh, Calling By Your Name, I don't think it's a good song, to be honest with you. I, I, I think the production is very, very lazy. Like the beat itself sounds good. I think it sounds good. You could dance to it, but not from, it starts in the first five seconds, nothing happens to it since then. Hmm. I can't quite, I can't quite make out like the like his his rapping or his singing in the song either. I see he confuses me. So I'll say I am absolutely here for him. It's, I love seeing like you know he's gorgeous, dark skinned black guy, young, and I love seeing that he's like just so mainstream and so gay as well. And I yeah. like picks up when we were growing up, and I love seeing that. And the final yeah. of such like a fun person and like a beautiful soul. Yeah, but. His music, like I've never listened to any his albums, but any, the singles he's released, like not not a single one has impressed me in any way. Mm-hmm. Which is why when I saw this m- music video, I kept thinking, "This is what you need to put into visuals when the music ain't really saying much itself." Yeah, but obviously there are, there are excellent musicians who have used provocative images, obviously. But with him, I kept thinking, "Is this like to compensate for what what isn't happening in like in the music part?" In of the it? music, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, like, obviously you made a good point that, like, this is done to shock people, mm. like, shock people and provoke people. And another thing I wanted to make a point about is that, like, um, Little Nas X did, um, did release tweets, which is about the, about the song, about the music video, and doing all this and talking about being gay and whatever. But at the same time, there were some trainers released. Um oh. The, the, the self like a thousand pounds a, a, a girl which apparently had like human blood in them mm. so I, I'd like to know what that has to do with the overall message yeah. and if and because the RZ train is here that would kind of to me go with the idea that this is just something you're doing to shock people and to make money well not just actually not I'm not I don't want to say just but like but yeah, for shock, for shock, it, yeah, it seemed like it is something maybe a bit for shock value rather than the core message, if that makes sense. That makes sense, and I feel like, as well, as I said, I don't really rate his music that I've heard, and I feel like it's a bit early in his career for him to be doing these things. I usually think when artists take these, these shocking turns, they're usually a bit more established. Yeah. Um, I, just, I, I wasn't impressed, and I wasn't here for it. And like I said, like I said I'm, sound like, I'm probably sound like a broken record now, but I'm not here for the people that are trying to say, oh, you know, you're not criticising, you're just trying to hide your homophobia. And oh, people only remember they're Christian when it comes to criticising 
insert person here. I'm thinking, no, don't try and paint it as that. Like, we don't fuck with the devil, like, full stop. Whether you believe it's real or not, it, this is not positive imagery, and the message isn't positive at the end of it either. It's It was primarily done to shock. I think, yeah. That's what, that's I what think I the response to that needs to be a bit more nuanced than what you're saying. So... <laughs> For me personally, I didn't quite get, like, I didn't, because I, I think um, when we, we spoke about it privately on the group chat, and when we did, I think you might have been to have a bit of a different um, different opinion about the video than what I actually do. I just thought you'd be more lenient or more understanding of him. I, I didn't, yeah, that was what so, I was Well, saying. yeah, so to be completely honest with you, the video, the video makes me uncomfortable. It, it does make me very uncomfortable to watch. But at the same time, I think it can also be true that, like, I think there can be any excuse that, like, people can use to try and condemn or to speak against um, against gay people, LGBT people. And I think that this video is something that people are using to try and, like, as a rather try and beat gay people with. And I think I... that's where that that's where that kind of comes into it, where people saying that, like. You're only like you're only you're only religious, or you only care about God when it comes to um, when it comes to weaponizing your faith against gay people. I think that's where it comes into it. I think it will attract people who would have something negative to say about gay people anyway. I, I agree with that part. However, this particular video, someone made, someone made a really good point of saying if it was a woman grinding on the devil, it would have exactly the same reaction, or if not the same, quite similar anyway. Um, I agree with that. Obviously, there's no way to say oh, what the reaction would have had, but I personally believe that it, it wasn't so much about the gay aspect, it was more about the, the just the satan, satanic imagery. And I'm someone who's technically atheist, but I just, yeah, it's, I don't know, I thought it was, I, I found it a bit repulsive, if I'm honest, like the, the whole thing. Well, so not the whole thing, from the pole sliding down bit, like I kind of, I commended his like, his balls to do it, but at the same time, like, obviously, it just felt unnecessary and it was a bit tacky, I thought, as well. I do think it's a bit crude. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. I think it, yeah, I think it was, I think it was crude. I just, yeah, I think there were just more artistic ways for you to, for you to like, give the, um, like, send the message that you wanted to send. Yeah. I because think there were, like, there more artistic ways that you can do that. Without, like, sorry, Kyle. That was, yeah, like, Again, you can talk about religion, you talk about these aspects of it. And there are, like I said, lots of people have played with imagery, images like this before. But, like, I don't think they're just going to, like, to make the point, it's going to, like, fucking, like uh, make a computer image of someone dressed up in red and horns and have someone, like, lap dancing all over them. That just seems like a very much, like... <laughs> it doesn't seem like a joke to you, that It's like people can do more and more provocative things, like literally lap dancing on Satan. And be like, oh, you don't get it, or you're overreacting. I'm thinking it's it still it feels like someone behind the scenes is, is really laughing their head off at, at what they can get the masses to kind of swallow up and not yeah. question. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I've said all I need to say on it. Really, like um, I'm not really I'm not going. I'm well, I'm not providing any further nuances. You can tell, like uh, I've made my mind up on on the issue. I still like him as a person. I yeah. still really like him in any capacity. Yeah, but fair enough. That's fair enough. So on the theme of like sex and everything that we were talking about, maybe this spotlight was um is quite appropriate. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um I was on Twitter 
as you are. I think like last week, and I heard of, I saw a, a Twitter account called Prep and Prejudice, and Prep refers to pre-exposure prophylaxis, so that is the HIV prevention drug. Um, that is now free on the NHS actually. Um, so when I saw it, I was like really interesting, really interested in it. And it turns out that Prep and Prejudice is a kind of like a program that's set up by Public Health England that is trying to educate and encourage uh, Black African people who have educate themselves to be knowledgeable about PrEP because it's a, I'd say a life-changing, a life-changing, potentially life-saving drug to prevent HIV. And I think um, studies had shown that PrEP usage among Black Africans were particularly low. So it's been set up specifically to address that. Um, on the website, it says that the project aims to increase knowledge and understanding of PrEP as one of the HIV prevention tools amongst Black African communities within a cultural context. Current statistics have highlighted poor awareness of PrEP within BME communities, which may have impacted the ongoing high infection rates in BME communities in England. Increased PrEP awareness and knowledge will help to reduce HIV prevalence with BME communities. So, like I said, um, the website is PrEP and Prejudice. It has lots of useful information about PrEP what it is, what it does. Um, what do you know about PrEP, Kieran? Um, just the bare facts, really. Um, da, 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 da. So I know it can be event-based, so you take it, you start taking it about two days before you're going to have unprotected sex. Yeah. Or you take it every single day um, if you're, you know, having unprotected sex on a more frequent enough basis where it's just, it's just more convenient and sensible to just have it one per day. Yeah. Um, I've never used it myself as a walk. I don't really go down. I don't, well, as, as you found out earlier, I don't really do anal much and I don't hook up much either as well. Yeah. I, have, I have considered go, like getting some just to have like in stock and, I, and I'd, I'd be more like the event-based event, event based approach if I did start using it. How about you? Yeah. Um, I've used PrEP before. Yeah, I've like, I've kind of like been on and off it. But I think um, with the recommended dosage um one that you've just quoted that for people who are engaging with anal sex with uh so particularly with men who have sex with men so if that is the case then you can do event-based as you say so if you take two prep pills um two hours between two and 24 hours before you having sex and then one prep pill the day after and then another prep pill the day after that you are covered the same way that you would be covered if you were, have, were taking it daily. Right. But you can um, you can choose to take prep once daily as well. So one pill every day, and then you and then as long as you're doing that, you will be protected from HIV. Cool. And um, the rates, like the protection rates, is like extremely high. So people who are on it and they adhere to adhere to the schedule of taking it when they need to, always protected from HIV. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that um, that um, PEP usage is lower between like our black community. To be completely honest, but it is a life-saving drug. It 
um, completely changed can change outlooks and change people's relationship to sex and HIV. And I think it's something that we need to have, we need to be informed on. So what's the website again? Can you remind remind me? So that is pepandprejudice.org.uk. Yeah, that's pepandprejudice.org.uk. Okay, I'll be sure to to check them out. I think you you, uh, obviously gave me a shout about them. Yeah. I'll I'll check them out properly. Yeah. But um, if there's nothing else, that is it for this episode. Thank you for listening, everyone. We are Black Boy Joy Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Black Boy Joy Podcast. On Twitter, it's BLK Boy Joy Pod. Uh, email address is blackboyjoypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, probably some others I've forgotten. If you do hit us up on Apple Podcasts, uh, you can leave a review of us, please. It'd be very kind. As ever, we are welcome to receive any kind of feedback, anything you liked about the episode, anything you didn't like. We're very open, we're very open people. I myself am quite thick skinned. So if I said something you didn't like it, then by all means tell me. I, 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 I won't take offence. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and enjoy the few days of sunshine that we have. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. It's been a good one. <laughs>